Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Spillworks, gaming for tomorrow's web. Spillworks brings the benefits of blockchain to mass market gaming, true ownership of digital assets, secure handling of tokens, and comfortable interaction with exceptional blockchain games. They have produced OneBat, which is your one-stop EOS and Telos wallet. This wallet serves as a gateway to blockchain-based gaming, allowing users to find, play, and interact with blockchain applications and games available on EOS and Telos. For more information, go to getwombat.io. Again, that's getwombat.io. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrency, your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a really special guest all the way out in Berlin, working on a really cool project, Spielworks, that I'm excited to learn more about. We have Adrian. How are you doing today? Hi, Richard. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, I'm excited to learn more about you and Spielworks. But before we do, let's start with some background about yourself. I have a background in mathematics and computer science. I used to work with the largest stock exchange operator in Germany, was building markets for commodities mostly, huge systems that went on to trade hundreds of billions of volume later on. I have a strong background in markets and I have a natural interest in all things currencies and assets. So touching into the blockchain space was very natural for me. With that background in basically traditional finance, what was that first introduction to crypto and blockchain? Like at what point were you like, oh, this looks like a pretty cool thing. I should probably look into it a little bit more. That actually came from a totally different angle. I used to play online poker a lot during my studies during university. And the online poker community picked up Bitcoin very early on, right? So that right. was about late 2010, early 2011, I believe. And that was the first time I actually saw Bitcoin and got interested into it. But I never kind of gotten around really like diving deep back then. So only early 2013, it was the first time that I first bought Bitcoin. Then it never lost me again. So I, I, I kind of caught on. For sure. Well, lucky that you got in early, even, you know, from online gambling, it's pretty cool that like that was your first intro to the space and, you know, have steadily been more involved with Bitcoin. But like you said, you have a really robust experience within the financial aspects dealing with billions of dollars. What caused the transition into getting more into the crypto blockchain focused area? Like, tell us about the journey to Spillworks. I actually left Deutsche Börse, like the stock exchange operator, end of 2013 because I wanted to start my own thing. So I started a software company and there we actually were talking a lot about blockchain and first Bitcoin, later Ethereum. I didn't really like Ethereum when I first saw it. I, I thought it wouldn't make sense, but I changed my mind over time when I saw kind of where the potential is. And with that software company, we started professionally offering software development services on top of Ethereum back in 2016, right? And that brought us to all kinds of ICO clients in 2017 during the ICO craze, right? right? That effectively then led us to, well, set up a separate company that would take care of all things blockchain. And this is what Spielworks is today, right? And we were doing a little bit of consulting to find out kind of where the industries are that would 
have the highest potential of driving mass adoption of blockchain. And there we found out that gaming has among the highest potentials. To, Huge to potential. Breakthrough, right? And that was when we started focusing on products, on first Wombat and then later Play, kind of driving mass adoption of blockchain through gaming. For sure. And it's interesting that you bring that up. So going through the ICO craze, helping different projects through like consulting lens, but then also kind of pivoting more into like the gaming aspects, kind of walk us through of like where Spillworks currently is. Is it that y'all are currently working on building out or onboarding a lot of gaming type of companies onto the platform? Do you have like a different arms for different types of blockchain applications? Like walk us through that. So we have two products, essentially. One is Wombat, which is a wallet, a DApp Explorer wallet, right? We're mostly focusing on EOS so far, but we're currently also building on, on top of Ethereum. And it's the largest EOS wallet in terms of signups and new accounts created in the last year. So that's one thing. And the other that we're actually using for onboarding hundreds of thousands or millions of users into the blockchain space is OnePlay, which is a game reward platform that pays users with crypto for playing traditional mobile and desktop games, right? So you basically just sign up on the platform, you download a few games, you get so-called Wombucks, which is our intermediate currency, and that you can exchange for EOS or Bitcoin or NFTs or whatever else you like. And that way we have a very easy approach for like really a lot of users who like games to get into the crypto space. And we're basically the first touch point for a lot of those people with crypto. And this is our main focus where we actually want to bring millions of users to crypto assets, into crypto assets, like using crypto, using blockchain through gaming in a kind of risk-free way, right? And right. for that, we're working with tons of game publishers who are interested in like also getting in touch with crypto and NFTs and stuff. And we're a very simple way of getting kind of onboarded into the crypto space. That's pretty amazing. Like I definitely want to spend time on both of those because they're both very unique. I want to first spend time on the wallet. You chose EOS, right? Help explain why you made that decision. And I can definitely understand why y'all are probably driving the most adoption for having that as the basis because a lot of these wallets are usually Ethereum-based or really just Ethereum-based, right? How did y'all come up with that decision? And what has that transition like been like for y'all? When we talked back in 2018, we're looking into the, into the gaming space, right? And we're looking into blockchains that could actually drive that mass adoption. And when you look at gaming, millions of users, millions of simultaneous users who do a lot of transactions we thought that Ethereum won't scale quickly enough to onboard millions of, of users and to actually cater for their transactions, right, in a fast way. So we were looking into alternatives to Ethereum back in 2018, and that was when EOS actually got launched, the EOS mainnet, and we looked at that. It took a little while for it to, get, uh, to become really stable, but then we realized that the UX of EOS is actually quite cool, especially for users who've never seen blockchain before because transactions get confirmed very, very quickly. It kind of feels like it's synchronous, right? It, it takes like maybe half a second or a second uh, to get an answer whether your transaction is executed or not. And transactions were really, really cheap, right? 
we could actually afford to pay for these transactions for our users. All that we needed was very simple onboarding into EOS because EOS has a few quirks when it comes to onboarding into the blockchain. You have to create an account. This costs a little money on the blockchain and so on. So we built a service around that to make it really simple. That allowed us to offer a very, very simple UX for all these first-time crypto users, right? And this is still something that EOS offers, and that's really that's still very cool with with EOS because transactions are still fast, transactions are still cheap, right? right. And you can you can still kind of cover all that stuff without actually exposing users to it. That was the main rationale behind choosing EOS. But we always said that we want to go where kind of all the good content is and, and like dabs great assets. So this is why we're currently expanding into the Ethereum space and other blockchains as well. For sure. Thanks for explaining that. It makes a lot of sense. And the fact that you had the foresight to try to create UI, UX, that would make the onboarding so easy that anyone would be able to pick it up and use it and try to figure out those nuances for the end user is very important. And I think that is where adoption needs to continue to head is to be innovative, to make it so anyone can pick this up without really realizing that necessarily that they're using crypto. And it sounds like that's something that you're heavily getting involved in, especially as we kind of talk about the other side of this, which is on the gaming space. So if I am a potential user that wants to come on, play the different games on my phone and then get rewarded in crypto, what does that process look like for me? Today's podcast is brought to you by Tantra Labs, where you can earn 12% in Bitcoin and Ethereum yearly. Tantra Labs is a team of researchers, engineers, and data scientists, economists, and optimists whose primary focus is in Bitcoin, which they believe will usher in a more prosperous future built on sound money. They offer real-time loan tracking, fast automated onboarding, 100% payment history, and multi-sig storage. And again, you will get 12% APY on the crypto that you loan. Tantra Labs is taking on international clients as well as clients in the U.S. except for the state of New York. For more information, please go to tantralabs.io. Again, that's tantralabs.io. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. If you want more ways to engage with us outside of the show, come and join us over on Clubhouse, the new app on iOS and coming soon to Android. On Clubhouse, we're bringing you brand new content every single week in a very fun and engaging way so that you can have conversations with us live. That's right, live. Talk to us, some great special guests, and you can join Richard and I every single week for a brand new conversation during our show, Let's Talk Crypto at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find me at my handle, at Stephen Miller. That's Stephen with a V, Miller. And Richard, what's your handle? R Carthon, C-A-R-T-H-O-N. And starting next week, you can also find us by joining our group. That's right. Search us at CryptoCurrent on Clubhouse and you'll find our group. Join up. Because every single week, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll have a brand new session for you. That's actually exactly what we've been working on to make it super, super easy, right? So you go into oneplay.io, you sign up with your Google or Twitter or Facebook account. And in the background, we will create your blockchain account already for you, right? You won't even notice. All we need is basically your backup location. So we're using Google Drive or Dropbox to actually store your backup of your private key. It's encrypted, so it's secure and stuff. And we do that. And you don't even notice that you now onboard into crypto space. And now you play a few games. They're just very traditional, usual, top-notch mobile games, right? You play them, you earn those one bucks, you redeem them for EOS or Bitcoin or whatever, right? Then you just download Wombat and you restore your backup in the app 
and you can get going right away. You then have your assets in your wallet and you can get started. You have your account. You can start signing transactions on the blockchain immediately, right? So this is the user journey that we have. So we want to make it as easy as possible, specifically at the beginning. And then you get paid your rewards into your Wombat wallet immediately. There's nothing else you need to do. You need to take care of, right? You don't have to write down your, your recovery phrase or you don't have to pay to create your account. It's all free, right? So this is supposed to be as simple as possible. It's very unique. It's a model that I don't think I've heard yet on our show. And I think it's going to drive a lot of user adoption, which is you know pretty, pretty impressive. With those kind of two products that you have going on right now, are those the two that are basically continue to move Spillworks forward? Do y'all have any other things that are in the pipeline that people might want to be aware of? What do y'all have brewing right now? As we're paying crypto rewards for our users, that can, of course, be tokens, but that can, of course, also be NFTs, right? And right. through that, we are actually the first touch point for many of these game publishers that we work with who provide the games for one play, right? We have Lords Mobile. We have like really large titles, right, with hundreds of millions of downloads. It's, it's not like any kind of niche games. And for those publishers, we're typically the first touch point with crypto and NFTs. They're really interested in that, also from a strategic angle, right? Because they can see that paying crypto rewards for playing these games can actually drive their main KPIs, like retention, like spend in the games and so on, right? And now they're super interested to learn about NFTs as well. What we are offering is an engine that lets them issue NFTs through our infrastructure with actually no risk with no, like, they don't have to do anything. They can just use the existing OnePlay infrastructure. We can just issue NFTs for their games right into our users' wallets. They have their first exposure for NFTs or with NFTs, and our publishers can find out how NFTs work, what they do, what they look like for users, where they can trade them, and especially, like, how that changes their KPIs, right? And that's very fascinating. Publishers love, and game studios love that. They all want to be exposed to NFTs somehow, but they don't know how and which technology to use and how you issue them and how much that costs and what happens if this blockchain that they chose isn't the right one and all these kind of questions and work with our infrastructure where we're able to abstract that from them and offer them a one-stop solution for kind of like all the crypto asset stuff, including both tokens and NFTs, which is very fascinating and which is like driving a lot of our adoption right now. Y'all are in such a unique spot to be able to offer NFTs to your publishers that are coming on. It's, it's going to continue to evolve. You are also helping solve that initial hurdle of one, even your everyday consumer, your retail buyer, if you will, of NFTs, of having a quick way to access them of like, oh, how, where do I even go to get one? Here you go. I can get one just through playing my game. And then through the developers and the publishers that are going out there, it's like, oh, we can create our own just organically through our game. So as they collect them, now they are like more prized. They want to hold on to them. And there's a reason why they want to potentially have this thing appreciate in value over time and, and other users would want to sell them or, or what have you. So the organicness of the ecosystem is already there. So it's like, you're not really having to sell it as much. It's not as hard of a sale to show the value that's there. And I think that is extremely unique. Yeah, they can basically just try it out with no risk, right? They don't need to kind of technically integrate into our systems at all. We do all that, right? We do all that for one play already. And that's not hard, right? <laughs> we can just build this, this crypto layer on top and we're just deepening this crypto and blockchain layer on top of their games through offering NFTs. 
I mean, gaming and NFTs is a very natural combination as well, right? And, right. and right now everybody loves them. And obviously, yeah, the, the hype is not gonna not gonna sustain just like that. And there's gonna be ups and downs there. We, everybody knows that. It's a very cool spot to be in right now to be able to offer these kinds of things. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of great things going. Everyone listening, definitely make sure you go check out Spillworks. But Adrian, I have a couple other questions that I want to ask and just being in this space as long as you have been, right? Or at least have an exposure to it since 2010, the crypto landscape has drastically changed in the first decade. And as we head into this second decade, as we look at 2021 right now, presently, a lot has already happened in this year. What are some things that are going on that you think others should be paying attention to? It's not a niche thing. I'm not telling any kind of secrets, but I think that anything that's going on in the DeFi space is going to be huge, right? And NFTs are also going to play a huge role in, in DeFi and in finance in general. There is no reason why NFTs should not be financial assets, right? So there's going to be a lot of works around NFTs as financial assets. So the next two, two three years are, are just going to be kind of building more infrastructure for that. And thereafter, once we've reached kind of mass adoption and people will be able to like swap tokens seamlessly and trade or, or use their NFTs as collateral and stuff, that's going to be awesome. And, and that is going to happen right from within the applications, right from within a game, let's say, right? And this is what, what I think everybody should be really excited about. And this is what everybody should be kind of pointing to and, and pointing out like how cool that's going to be and I'll start using these things, right? Uh, whoever is interested in that space should just try out what's what's out there and try out a little bit of DeFi, buy some NFTs or, or get some free drops and so on and then just start dealing with that stuff because it's so exciting. It's a brand new space where a lot of opportunity is going to be there, especially for people who get in early and get some of these like first generation applicable NFTs. But then also the other part that you brought there, I think is really unique is where DeFi and NFTs meet to where, just like you said, being able to use it as collateral, like there hasn't been a space really in a traditional sense where you could go get some like really, really like valuable baseball cards and then put them up as collateral to buy a thing. There might be, but they're in very unique situations, right? You have to go find a very established bank or a very established broker that would even like consider doing something like that. Whereas in the DeFi space, it's a lot more applicable and can be done. And it's, it's cool to see how like all of these various aspects of crypto and blockchain are uniquely being just merged together to make a lot of these financial tools a reality for people and giving financial access to people who otherwise wouldn't have it, which I think is absolutely incredible. It's kind of all been there in, in the traditional space, in the physical space. I mean, we've even like, there, there's been pawn shops, right? You can go put a, your TV as a collateral to, to get a loan, right? But you can't do that with your virtual assets yet. And virtual assets are going to become more and more important, right? And, and ubiquitous, they're going to be everywhere. So, I mean, that thing is unstoppable. It's just an unstoppable train. And I'm really happy that we're all on it. And the most exciting stuff is still yet to come. No doubt. And I'm excited to see it as well. So Adrian, you've been in this space for a while now. If you could take all of the knowledge that you have right now and impart wisdom to yourself when you first got started, what are two to three things you would tell yourself? Buy more Bitcoin, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for don't, sure. don't sell. Just that's the most important thing, I believe. But also I would probably tell myself to 
jump on this train full time much much sooner, much earlier on, right? Especially when you have no or little risk with kind of no family, and these things change over time. Obviously, I should have jumped into it professionally earlier on. That would have been really great because the space is so exciting. It's kind of like the dot com times era. I was too young back then, right? And here it would have been even more exciting to actually jump on the train even earlier. For sure. And on that, so I, I use that analogy a lot, but something interesting that you brought up that I, I do want to spend some time on just for a quick second for the audience is we are giving you exposure to a lot of various speakers that come on the show that are working on amazing projects in the space. And there are all kinds of jobs and roles in this space. If crypto and blockchain is something that really sparks your interest and you have traditional skills in marketing and community building and finance and development, and you want to take your expertise and services into the crypto blockchain space, there's opportunities for you. So if you are looking for a career change, if you're looking for opportunities, if you like what you're seeing in the crypto blockchain space, look for opportunities, go and find them. They're there and it could literally change your life in, in a lot of good ways. So if, if that's kind of been tugging on you for a second, Whoever's listening to this right now, I'm, I'm speaking to you. It might be worth taking that lunge to fully capitalize it. Just like Adrian said, like he wishes he got into it sooner. If something's pulling on you to try to just take the dive and, and get into the space, do it. One thing that I wanted to add, because many people associate blockchain with kind of a very tech nerdy space, right? And it used to be, of course, but it's not like that anymore. Right? So it's not just developers who we need in the space. We actually need a lot more people who have very traditional kind of skills, right? Not just like, I know how to program, I don't know, Solidity, right? That's, yeah, there's a lot of Solidity developers, not enough for sure. But we also need a lot of great UX people, for instance. UX is still a problem in the blockchain space, right? We need great product people. We need people who know how to build businesses, right? We need people who know how to market stuff. Yeah, like you said, right? So all these kinds of things, all these kinds of skills, it will help to have more great people with great skills in the space um, in, in all kinds of areas and not just development where it's kind of obvious that great developers should go there, right? But right. everywhere else as well. Definitely appreciate that. And, and a final question I kind of want to ask as we wrap up is, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all of our listeners here today? Just try it. I think whoever has heard of blockchain or crypto or Bitcoin or whatever, don't just watch or invest, but try it and use it. And just try it for yourself. Don't, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Just get a few cents or I don't know, just go to OnePlay, download a game and you'll get a few cents worth of crypto that you can play with, right? And it's no risk. And just get a feeling for this experience. Just try out a little bit of DeFi. And it's so easy and it's so cool. There are so many cool things lying there. You don't have to do that on Ethereum where every transaction costs 50 bucks, right? You can do it on EOS or on other blockchains where transactions are fractions of cents and they're fast and, and simple. So you just go and try that out and find out whether it's for you. If it's not for you, that's also fine, right? But you should actually just try it out for yourself before judging upon it or also before maybe diving really deep into it and investing tens of thousands of dollars or, or whatnot, right? But really try it out. Play a few blockchain games. Like, just try it. It's, it's really great. For sure. For everyone listening, what we talk about all the time, take action. We want to empower you with knowledge and opportunities that are out there, but 
it's then on you to go and take the step and and just like he said, try it out. Go do something. You don't have to spend a lot of money, just get involved. So thank you so much for sharing that final thought and for all the information you shared with us today. But what are some ways that people can connect and learn more about you and learn more about everything that Spillworks has going on? I think that LinkedIn, for myself personally, LinkedIn and Twitter are the best ways or Telegram maybe. You can find me at Adrian Creon. So just my real name is everywhere. And if you want to find out about OnePlay and Wombat, just go to oneplay.io and sign up there. And this will also guide you to, to Wombat or you can find Wombat at getwombat.io or also follow us on Twitter. So we're everywhere. We're all over the place. No doubt. And we'll make sure to share everything in the show notes as well. Of course, thank you again for all of your time and for everyone listening. Stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. For today's review, we're highlighting two separate listeners. First up, we have Robbie RN, who said, great information and I'm already learning a lot. Second, we got Sakels, who said, this podcast honestly helped to make crypto so much easier. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.